and that game against Miami was the definition of survive and advance. It doesn't matter how. It only matters if. What? It doesn't matter how you win. It only matters if you win. Let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app. His name is Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. We have so much to get into about this game. But first. Yes. We've been been seeing your tweets and your DMs. And we appreciate all the love. Wondering where the heck we've been the last couple of weeks. Two weeks it's been. Where did those boys on the podcast go? Okay. So, by the way, his name is Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. Great start. You said that already. Did I say that already? You did. Okay. Hi. All right. So, shut up. (laughs) So, uh, we haven't spoke since before the Bengals game. Uh, or since the yes, Bengals game. Since the Bengals, yeah, leading up to the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals game. You got it. So after everything happened with Damar Hamlin in Cincinnati, we were going to do a show that week, and we were trying to figure out what to do, but the information was moving so fast, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there was a point for those first couple of days, if they, were, they weren't sure if Damar Hamlin was going to survive right. or be able to walk again or mm-hmm. things like that. Now, thank God everybody's seen how things worked out. Yeah. But we figured because the information was moving so fast and we can we taped this on a Monday, like, you know, everything we had talked about that Tuesday after the Monday Night Football game would have been irrelevant. So we decided to put on pause for a week. And let's be honest. Do you, what are we going to add to the conversation here? Great point. That was the other factor that we had considered is there's a thousand voices going. Uh-huh. We have no expertise in this at all. None whatsoever. You know, so all Let, right. Yeah, let's let's just take a pause so for we were, the Let's Go Duffalo podcast. So we were rested a week, and then we are going to come back the next week after New England. Woo! And then... My wife throws her back out. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing that for, uh, you know, for the last uh, week or so. Uh, she's trending better, but you know, she's, she's working, working through it. She's a, she's a probable questionable. She's uh, I, I, she was limited today. Okay. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll have to see it's day by day. Well, I'm glad, point. I'm glad she's feeling better. Uh-huh. Thanks for coming. I deserve a vet rest day. Let's be honest. Shut up. <laughs> So let's get into what happened in this wild card round. Look, this game against Miami was a tale of two halves. And was really, it? you don't think so? No, one hundred percent. Okay, well, it was actually a tale. I'm of, doing a lead in. It was a tale of the first quarter, and then the rest of the game. Because look, the Bills had a seventeen nothing lead with twelve minutes left in the first half. Yeah. I was there, I remember. And somehow, yes, Ryan and I were at the game. Before we get into the actual game, this was your first game in person. This was a playoff game in person. Oh, your first playoff game, period. But your first playoff game in person since? Um, ever. I, no, I, I meant game, like game game. You hadn't been oh, in the stadium. Oh, yes. My, the last football game that I had seen in person was Kyle Williams' last game, which, oddly enough, was also against the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, full circle. Um, so the only two teams I've seen play in the last three years are the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Okay, great. So the Bills were in complete control the first quarter and three minutes into the second quarter. I was in heaven. Complete control. I mean, the Miami offense wasn't doing a damn thing. Buffalo's offense couldn't be stopped. Dean Marlowe in complete misassignment running. I watched that film or that play again like 40 times. He's literally running around like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and then the ball just comes right to him and he just picks it off. It's like, what a happy little accident. Nice return too. Right. But they go from a 17 nothing lead with 12 minutes left in the half. They were somehow tied with 33 seconds left in the second quarter. You know, that high-powered Skylar Thompson-led Miami Dolphins offense. And it wasn't even the defense's fault, man. I mean, that Josh pick where he goes for it all with John Brown Mm -hmm. gets returned back to the 50. Yeah. Right? And then uh, what was the other turn? Was there another turn? Nicole Beasley off the hands. And then bang, that's inside the 50. So you set him up for... Just field goal after field goal and the touchdown the way out. I saw something that like the average start position for Miami 
for their offensive drives was like, and this isn't even accounting for the uh, the defensive touchdown in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something like the twenty eight or the thirty, yeah. like something crazy. And not only that, the Bills defense had one of the best statistical yards per play in playoff history. They held the Dolphins to three point five yards per play. Yeah. Yet somehow. <laughs> They were down four points after that Josh fumble in the third quarter. Yeah. You know what's weird? What's that? I was never worried they were going to lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm You're, serious. You are the biggest liar. I swear to God. Okay. It wasn't fun, but I wasn't worried that they were going to legitimately lose that game. Okay. Hang on a second. Okay, go. I was next to you yes. the entire time. Yes. I'm watching the game happy as a clam. Even, even after... The defensive touchdown. So we're jumping to the third quarter. The 24 20 Miami. Yep. I was perturbed. Don't get me wrong. But I, for a fact, did not feel that we were going to lose that game under any circumstance. Okay. You, on the other hand, were looking back at me, bro, this is good. This is good. I don't feel good about this. I don't like this. Oh, God. What are you going to do? And I was the one who had to turn to you and be like, Everything is going to be fine. Okay, I am hold on. perfectly. I'm. I'm completely confident that the Bills are going to pull this off. Not worried whatsoever. Was I, you were nervous, Purvis. Was I supposed next to, to me. feel good? No, you can feel not good and not worry you're going to lose the game. Okay, well, you were giving off very bad vibes. What was like, I supposed oh. to? Well, we're going to lose. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but you were giving off the vibes that you were afraid that we were going to. And I, for one, was extremely confident that we were not going to. But here's where it gets weird again. All of a sudden, the Bills take a 10-point lead after two touchdown drives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cole Beasley's first ever playoff touchdown? I saw that I and was, was and was a little shocked. But then I remembered that the, when he was on the Cowboys... They had that historic, like, no playoff win run. Remember mm. that when that and was a thing? he still played in the playoffs a couple of times, didn't sure. he? Sure. Yeah. No, he did. And he was in the playoffs with Buffalo the last you two, know, two, two years? seasons, yeah. right? I, I found that was weird. Here's yeah. the thing. I mean, they managed to hold on. Everyone watched the games. There were times in that game where the Bills were in total control. Mm-hmm. And then there were times where they couldn't do anything right. Right. And it was just slaloming back and forth between those two things. Yeah. The numbers illustrate how insane this whole thing was. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yes. The Bills outgained Miami 423 yards to 231. Nice. They almost doubled them up. Yep. Very similar to that first matchup in Miami. The Bills committed only two penalties all game compared to Miami's seven. The Bills had nine more first down. Josh's numbers are the most bananas. Bananas? 350, 350 yards on 23 of 39 passing. 23 of 39. Okay. He almost was getting a first down per attempt. He had like nine and a half yards per pass. Yeah, something crazy. He had three touchdown passes. And he turned the ball over three times. Uh The box score for Josh Allen is just chaos. And it matches the exact performance that we saw on the field from Josh Allen, right? Because it was that game on Sunday Mm -hmm. was the complete Josh Allen experience. You bought the bundle and you're getting all of the components all together. Like that that pass to Diggs inside the five. It's an all-out blitz from Miami. He stands in the pocket, delivers a strike, boom. That touchdown pass to... I know that guy. That's Josh Allen. That touchdown pass to Gabe Davis, flat-footed, arcs it over the defensive back's head in an impossible spot, like no problem at all. I know that guy. That's Josh Allen. He's throwing strikes over the middle of the field, 15, 20 yards deep, no problem at all. You're talking about Josh Allen. And then all of the sudden... What the hell happened? He's running around like he got sacked seven times. Did you know that? I I did not know that. Seven sacks he took. Yeah, I didn't realize now, that. Miami was blitzing the hell out of them all game, and they paid for it yep. on a lot of those deep balls that they let go. Mm-hmm. But seven sacks, 
350 yards, three yeah. touchdowns, three turnovers, mm-hmm. beautiful touchdown passes, ball comes loose and they score a touchdown. I don't know what to think. Right. Yeah, it was the it was it was quite the roller coaster ride. Um yeah, I mean that's I, I, the, we've talked about this before. It's kind of what you get. You get the awesome and you get the bad sometimes. So here's the thing. Now, I'm not crapping on Josh Allen because you know I love Josh Allen like he's one of my children. Of course. Um, He's old enough to be one of your children. (laughs) We haven't seen that kind of playoff Josh Allen in a long time because he was lights out last playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, last year. I mean, what the obviously the Kansas City uh, game was amazing. The perfect game against New England and the Kansas City game. Yeah, for sure. So, like, that was a little bit alarming. But then again, you didn't – I mean, you saw Miami for the third time this season. Miami's Mm -hmm. a much better team than New England was when they saw them three times last season. Yeah. All Miami games this season decided within three points, which is strange. Right. I Yeah, I know for sure. Isn't that weird? It's a a bit weird. Yeah. And, and, And Buffalo, you know, took two out of three. Um, arguably could have taken three out of three, Should've but obviously three three. didn't. But you know what are you gonna do? All right, your knee jerk reaction walking out of that game on Sunday was elated, absolutely overwhelmed, elated. I don't care what the box score was. All I care about is the W. Here's the thing: at this point in the season, it does not matter how. It only matters if. Think back to the first uh, playoff berth, or that was the first year we won the division. Um, when we had to play the wild card against the Colts, yeah, at home. That was a one-score game. That was by three points, was it not? Yeah, but that game, I mean, that's a different roster than this roster. You have rookie Gabe Davis who was making plays, right? I okay. Mean, yeah, your defense wasn't what your defense is now. My my point, fair enough, I guess, like if you have higher expectations, but the point is you're still a two against a seven. Seven's coming in, giving you a run for your money. Okay. You know, like you, you I don't want to say you barely got out of that game, but at the same time, it was way closer well, than I wanted it, it to be. It came down the last play, but you also had Phillip Rivers and Jonathan Taylor, not Skyler Thompson and whoever the hell was backing up Raheem Mostert. Yeah. So, but but also the Bills didn't give away or didn't give drive starts to to the Colts at you know well into your own territory. Okay. So to your point about what you're saying here, I mean, look, that's Buffalo's eighth win in a row. Yeah. Their only count them. Their only real walkover game in that eight game run mm-hmm. was their first game in New England. Maybe. I mean, they were in control even though the score didn't really dictate it. You don't think Chicago was a walkover? I was about to say and Chicago. Okay. But even in the Chicago game, they didn't get going until the second half. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Buffalo keeps finding ways to win, and it doesn't matter who they're playing, whether it's a great team or a terrible team, they just find a way to get it done. And I think that's a good sign right now. I think so, too. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, you you won the game. You found a way to win. Well, but like, here's the thing. Like, you know, Buffalo in the playoffs, you, know, you brought up that Colts game. That was a tight one two mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Baltimore, you end up running away with that game after the Teron Johnson. Quite literally. Okay. Last year, you blow out New England. Mm-hmm. You lose a close game to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I feel like they found a way to just win games. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like blowouts are a bad sign in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know about bad sign. I mean, last take, year they blew, take a win no matter where you can get it. No, but, okay, yes, obviously, but I'm saying they went and blew the doors off New England. I think it gives you a false expectation that's of what I'm what's to for. come. Yes, yeah, for sure. Exactly so, so in that sense, I would agree with you that that's a not a great thing. But um, hey, I would rather you know find. I, I would rather the makeup of the team be find a way, a gritty way to get a win no matter what, as opposed to. If you're not, you know, absolutely demolishing a team that you can't sustain any kind of long-term success. And I think it was put 
perfectly yesterday in their uh, press conference, both offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott, and I'm paraphrasing them, but they essentially said the difference between Josh Allen this year and the Josh Allen before is... A little bit of stubble. He has been able to bounce back mm. after bad plays. They didn't mention anything about the beard? Did not say the beard, no. Interesting. No, they did not. Okay. Uh, but you saw yesterday, mm-hmm. right? Like, you watched him throw a bad interception... You watched a bad luck ball off Cole Beasley's hands, Mm -hmm. and you watched a huge mistake fumbling that ball inside your own 15-yard line. Get back into it, yeah. And he came right back, and he threw two touchdown passes. It's that's a good point, and and I can't. And there was there was no fear in it either. Like you did not see any trepidation. You didn't see desperation. It was just Josh Allen playing Josh Ball. So so this is uh, this is a good point that you bring up because I have mentioned before where when things don't go well for Josh Allen, you can see it on his face and in his body language. Um. He, I could not see that yet on Sunday because we were at the game, you know? <laughs> so we didn't see it. So I can't see his face. His back is toward us. We're on the, the Bills sideline. Um, and then I'm not looking at Josh. I'm watching the game. Like, sure. I'm not, like, you know, I'm not, not watching the broadcast. Even though, very conveniently, I will say, one of the CBS, like, crew stations was, like, where uh, Tracy Wolfson, like, gets warm on the sideline. There was, like, this little tent there. And I saw the broadcast. Like, it was there if I ever wanted to see There's it. There's a which TV. Was, it was awesome. So my season tickets are three <laughs> rows back on about the 20-yard line on the Bills sideline. So, yes, they set up the CBS sets up right in front of us. So the actual game broadcast is right in front of us on a television. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really convenient to see that. But what's funny too, is like the guy who was in the first row, I don't know if you noticed this, but he kept just watching that feed the whole time. Like, bro, you're at the game. It's happening. It's happening over there. Do you see it? And like, I remember at one point, like, uh, I don't know if it was the, the Gabe Davis touchdown and granted that was at the other end of the field. So maybe he just couldn't see over the whole sideline, whatever the case, but he's like looking straight down at that monitor and when he catches it, and there's a little bit of a delay, yeah, right, too. Yeah, the whole place goes nuts. Right, the whole, the whole stadium explodes, and then for like a half a second later, you see him like, all right, all right. <laughs> it's crazy. The crazy. Other thing, the other thing that stands out from the game on Sunday, despite the precarious position the Bills were put in at one point, they didn't run Josh Allen. He carried the ball four times for 20 yards. Like, you know, we've talked about this on the show before. They have that break glass in case of emergency run Josh Allen offensive playbook. Yeah. And they did not go to that yesterday, which tells me that the Bills coaching staff was never actually legitimately worried how this game was going to turn out. I mean, they did have that. Yeah, I guess like consistently they definitely didn't go to it. They, I, I know that Four Allen carries 20 yards. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and I know there was that one design run that got him first down. I don't recall if it was in the, maybe there was more than one who cares, but like, but yeah, no, I, I like it definitely didn't have to like, you know, you know, put his head down and book it like he's had to in the past where you're picking up 40, 50 yards to like get a spark going, you know, it didn't, it never felt like, and I guess maybe that was why, like, I, I never felt like the game was in doubt. Like why? Yeah. Just like, I didn't sense any kind of like, you know, worry or urgency by like in watching the game, yeah, you know, they, they so were calm yeah, the whole time, look, if there's one thing you can absolutely feel good about dunk, no problem. All the playoff characters showed up in that game on Sunday. Yeah. Steph Diggs goes over 100. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox gets a touchdown catch for the fifth straight week. I, and I just want to say, too, Stephon Diggs almost went over 100 in, like, the first quarter. Yeah, right. Now, he was 96 did, yards. Right. Didn't even, didn't really show up in the second half much. Like, I don't know if, if what that's all about, but, like, but, yeah, man, like, <laughs> 96 yards in the first quarter. Well, there was a chunk play. I mean, where they there was a 50-yard catch. No, but, look, I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy. You're right. But one man who makes his bones in the playoffs, mm-hmm. Gabe Davis. Yeah. 
Because after a season of disappointing performances, the angel Gabriel Davis, six catches, a buck 13, and a touchdown. The Bills' playoff runs the last three seasons mm-hmm. are littered with unbelievable Gabe Davis performance. Playoff Gabe. Gabe off. Four touchdowns against the Chiefs, NFL record. Single-handedly keeping the Bills ahead against the Colts mm-hmm. in the game we just referenced. Had those uh, those two toe-tappers on that drive that um, you know started well within their own 20-yard line. Oh, yeah, and going into halftime. Right, in, right into halftime, yeah. And then, you know, what happens yesterday? I mean, when the lights come on, for some reason, Gabe Davis plays ball. Yeah. Which, again, doesn't make any sense when you compare it to the numbers and the discussion we've been having about Gabe Davis all season long. Maybe Beasley matters that much. Yeah. I mean, maybe Beasley, someone across the middle, whether it's Beasley, whether it's Crowder, whether it's a healthy, steadfast Isaiah McKenzie, maybe that's the legitimate effect you get. Or it's playoff Gabe Davis. I don't know. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's any denying that Gabe Davis did not have the season that was expected to be had by him uh, regular season that is but yeah no I mean he had a great game yesterday I hope he carries it into to this Sunday as well because we're absolutely going to need it you know it's funny like we we it is amazing how spoiled kind of we've become as Bills fans right why's that well like you know if Gabe Davis if all he does is give you good playoff performances mm-hmm. and disappoint you during the regular season he's worth the money well, like I would have loved to provided have, you get to the playoffs. But, well, yeah. yeah, but like you think about this, Gabe Davis had a disappointing season. Yeah, right, wildly disappointing. Yeah, I, I didn't didn't meet. I, no, I would say disappointing. Yeah. Bills, I was originally going to say didn't meet at the expectation, but no, I think it was disappointing. disappointing. Yeah, for okay. sure. And the Bills were the first seed until everything happened in Cincinnati and everything went haywire. Yep. You get what yep. I'm saying, right? Yep. I mean, like without a legitimate second receiving option in a pass heavy offense, they were the first seed. Yeah, and he showed up again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know what there is to complain about. Man, well, I mean, at, at some point you got to pay him, you know. But it's going to be interesting to see what he commands because, yeah. like, do you pay him based on his playoff performances, or do you pay him based on the fourteen games that he plays a season? Yeah, and you have to wonder too. I mean, he was injured to start the season last year, mm-hmm. ramped his way up. He was injured at points throughout this season. Is it simply an injury thing? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Were his hands injured because he had a whole ton of drops? <laughs> Why you gotta hurt playoff Gabe Davis? What's that? Why you gotta hurt playoff Gabe I'm Davis? I'm just speaking facts, man. Go Gabe. Congratulations, Gabe. So that game was amazing to be at. That Gabe was amazing to be at. But the memories that we had on Sunday. Oh, man. Not just wrapped around the game because we had a full-on weekend Bills experience. We sure did. And it all comes down to having to placate somebody, both people in our lives, to make sure we could pull this off. Uh-huh. But it got me thinking. When it comes to the best Bills memories you have, mm-hmm. are they on the field mm-hmm. or are they off the field? Mm-hmm. And we'll get into it. Let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app. Right? We get your podcasts. to Let's Go Duffalo right now. You're a diehard Bills fan that has a lifetime of Bills memories. I would hope so. And when we think Bills memories, you think about the events that happen on the field, the players that you love, plays that stand out in your head. You either are any of those things or you got nothing going on. But, (laughs) you know, going to these games and being a Bills fan isn't just about watching the Bills. And something happened to us over the weekend where it got me thinking, like, when it comes to the things you love the most about the Bills, mm-hmm. the memories you have that you cherish the most, is it the stuff that happens on the field? Mm. Or is it something else? Mm. So let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. It's been three weeks until we've had our last What's Making Ryan Sad. Oh, yeah, it has. Oh, we're going to get into that in a second. And um, 
something that a man was doing in front of us at the game <laughs> all game long means we have to have a discussion about proper stadium etiquette. Hmm. Because there was... Okay. Two no, guys. All right, let's have two the, guys. Let's really have the, bothering me. Let's have the conversation. All right, okay. so we'll, we'll get to that in just a little while. Yeah. Uh, all right. So over the weekend, mm-hmm. Ryan and I had the greatest Buffalo Bills football experience of all time. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, I'm sitting at my job on a commercial break, and I notice on Twitter there's an ad for an Airbnb in Orchard Park. Huh. Oh yeah. And it turns out that this Airbnb. It's uh, it's what's called the Bills Mafia House. If you go to Bills games, you've probably seen it before. I'm familiar. It's all over ESPN when they like, do the broadcast. I remember stuff. watching show or watching uh, Buffalo Bills games and seeing that white house that says Bills Mafia on it. So, you, so I just that's the Bills Mafia House. Is what you're talking about, so, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. So you can rent it. Uh huh. So I'm like, huh. Hmm. Yeah, that might be a maybe a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I called you right when I got off the air, 10 a.m. And I go, listen, here's the situation. I spell it all out for you. Well, hang on a second. Okay, First go, of all, you text me, be like, hey, can you talk right now? <laughs> at least I don't know if that's what you, what they, what they, I don't know if that was your inflection, but that's how I took it at least. And I said, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and yeah, it was important stuff. Well, sure. But it's like, you make it simple. It's just like, let me call my brother real quick. Well, no, you were working. Hey, Ryan, you, can I talk to you right now? You were working. I didn't <laughs> want to like call you in the middle of a work call, working from home. I don't know when you're working or not, because you don't leave your house. Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. So. The plan was this. Uh-huh. Call up Ryan. I go, here's what we want to do. We'll rent this Bill's Mafia house Saturday night, Sunday night. Now, it's literally, the stadium's in the backyard of the house. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. Pretty cool. You bring your wife and kids. Uh-huh. I'll bring my wife and kids. Mm. We can all hang out and have a Bill's fun experience. We can take the kids to the tailgates and mm-hmm. walk around and have a good time. Be a blast. We'll, we'll go into the game. We'll have our wives with us so we don't feel guilt, leaving them all day in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Now, I was convinced because you're a giant wuss. <laughs> okay go ahead keep that going you were gonna be like no so i i sell you on it and even in your voice when i called you like that's how i sound that's how i sound <laughs> so when you hung up the phone i figured there was a no-go right calls you back five minutes later we're in that's right we're in that's right talk to your wife i did yeah uh-huh did you lie to your wife about what the house looked like? No. Did I keep some elements of the truth <laughs> away from it? Perhaps. The inside of the house, it's a frat house. It's, it's all about how you sell it. What it, I told my wife was, hey, my brother, Pat, you know him, right, from the wedding. He has this idea of renting a house in Buffalo. There's an Airbnb, reputable company. I lead with that. Mm-hmm. And I say there's an Airbnb available uh, you know, near the, the game. What I think would be a good idea is if we as a family and my brother and his family, you know them from holidays. Yeah, we got stuff, it. We talk. Right. And uh, we all go and we spend the night before and then Pat and I go into the game and you guys get to hang out and you have a whole tailgate because my wife loves going to games too. Like, sure. She was telling me earlier this season, like, what game should we go to? And I was like, well, we should probably have thought about that before we had two young children. Mm-hmm. And um and yeah no she was like yeah let's do it awesome so the inside of the house it's just Bill's memorabilia everywhere autographed helmets like mm-hmm. you know stuff from back in the day yeah but I mean it's definitely a guy house yeah fair statement mm-hmm. okay because mm-hmm. like when you call back and you were like we're in I was like awesome awesome I want to be careful with how I describe the house because I loved it it was great I absolutely loved it 
However, I do think there are people that may be a little bit um, like they would, they may walk in there after like renting it and not looking at the pictures for some reason and being like, what's going on here? Mm, yeah, but I don't know what else you'd expect from a house that a bunch of Bills fans are going to rent. Completely to- agree. Okay. Completely agree. So you talked to your wife. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't. Oh. Because after you were the barrier. Okay. You were the barrier for this happening. As soon as you gave me the okay, I just booked it. And then I got really scared because I realized I booked it without telling my wife what we were going to do there. So weekend. I'm a blind enabler in this whole thing? 100%. Like, I figured you were going to be the hard one, like, not my wife. Like, I'm I'm the SEC calling Bernie Madoff and being like, you have the money, right? That's a deep cut. And him being like, oh, of course I do. That checks out. He's fine. Close the case. Would you just watch CNBC? My wife actually, when I came home from the game, my wife was watching a Bernie Madoff documentary. Okay. So, yeah. So we book it, we go up, and the reason I tell this backstory is to get to this. It was the best of both worlds this weekend, being a Bills fan, because you and I mm-hmm. got to share the pregame and the tailgate stuff with you know your daughter, who's three, yep. mine, who are 10 and 12, yep. and they were able to go out in the cold and get like the full experience, and but they weren't overwhelmed. Like They didn't have to be outside all day, because we had the house to go back to, and they got to pee inside and not stand in for 40 minutes in, at a porta potty and not be surrounded by some people that are getting out of control, because like everyone around us was totally cool. Yeah, I, I just, I, I to that point... I tend to Clark Griswold my um, my experiences where I think I make them way larger and have such a high expectation Mm -hmm. for how they're going to go. And if they don't meet that high expectation, I tend to get a little down on myself. Mm. So going into this whole thing, I I wanted my three year old Reagan. I had it it pictured in my head where she was going to be in front of the stadium and we're going to be walking down, uh, down Abbott and she's going to be yelling, go bills to everybody. And everyone's like, it's going to be in your jersey's going to be over a coat and like all of this jazz. I was afraid that I was, it wasn't going to deliver that experience delivered like way beyond I, what I could have imagined that that is going to be a memory that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life, seeing seeing my daughter like in the element of where we were growing up, mm-hmm. like honestly, like it's it's really emotional for me because like it's it was such a, a a part of our lives growing up, and to be able to to be in a position to like to put her in that is is like awesome. I'm sorry, I do like I just want to make that very clear. Yeah, like you- it was it was. So great. You're getting misty and you didn't even take her into the game. No, she, she stayed home and got pissed when she woke up from her nap. And she's like, where's dad? And your daughters were like, he's in the game. No, no, man. It was, it was such a great idea. Let's con- you know, let's continue the hijinks, but I just want to make that clear. Oh, like, that was awesome. Look, no, I'm glad we got that emotional moment out of the way. That was very nice. Yeah. Is there anything else you would cry about? Make me uncomfortable. Uh, make you uncomfortable. Come on, man. Get, it's 2023. Get in touch with your emotions. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. So we got the best of both worlds, though, because we got to spend the time with the kids and have the emotional stuff and fun and all that good stuff. And then we got to drink and party and go nuts in that stadium. Yeah, we did. Which we absolutely did. But when it was all over and we took that short walk back to the house, I'm I'm with you, man. It was one of the greatest Bills experiences of my life. And it got me thinking. That you almost got hit by a car, apparently. I I don't even remember that happening. (laughs) When it comes to your best Bills memories, are they memories from what happened on the field? Or are they memories from experiences you had surrounding the games? Because we've all had some amazing moments watching the teams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like you brought up, as we were experiencing with this this with our kids on Sunday, 
it made me realize that the most fond memories I have growing up aren't actual plays, but the things that happened in the parking lot and in the stadium that weren't on the field. Because, like, we're walking with our kids and all these memories are, like, flying back of us, like, being that age, walking around by ourselves. By the way, our parents letting us walk around that stadium at 10 years old by ourselves. Dude, I we, we mentioned <laughs> it's so funny, dude. When, when uh, Just a really quick aside. Uh, when we were walking across from the stadium down Abbott, you know, anyone who's been there, you see all those, like, tents. Yeah, the vendors that yeah, you yeah, set yeah. up on day and game day. Right. Guys selling sausages, which I've never had. I should actually try one. Why would you? Bo- who buys those? But that's that's actually we're, we're, that's a good point. I, and that guy sold seven sausages in twenty five years. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like as we were walking down there, I was flooded with the memory. Also, a Dolphins game where our parents just let us, you know, go down, you know, whatever. We had like twenty bucks, you know, we're going to blow some money, and we bought T shirts that said "F word the fins." <laughs> And we were so excited. And the guy sold them to us. We're like, what, 10 and 12? The guy's like, oh, yeah, here you go, $5 for a shirt. And we come back and we show our mom. And we're like, hey, look at this. Like that moment where, like, you know, the the cat brings back the dead bird. Look what I did. And mom's like, I'm going to take those right now. Thank you. But she never gave us our five bucks for that. Terrible. Which is horse crap. No, it was, uh, yeah, that that was, as far as the memories are concerned, like, I'm with you. The the it, and and it hit me actually as I was driving to the the house that we were staying at because I was on the phone with you. I wasn't sure exactly where it was. I just put Highmark Stadium in the in the GPS and like I didn't know where to go from there. And um and as I was on the phone with you, it was dark out, and I could see the lights to, from the stadium. Like I said, I haven't been there in three years. You know, so like driving by there and, and like seeing it like quaint and all this, like it really did hit me of like all of these memories of being around that stadium. It was just. It's it's I and I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's just such sacred ground for me. No, I'm with you. I get butterflies every time I come over that hill on Abbott. Yeah. Every single time when I see every those stadium time. lights. Well, so here's what I want you to think about before we have this further discussion. Because I want you to answer this question by the time we're done with this break. Go. The best Bills memory you have of your life is what? And take a second. Okay, because I know what it is. Okay. Because it's funny, like, as we're walking through the parking lot with our kids, it's like the Bills have done a great job the last couple of years of tailoring things to the little ones. Yeah. Right? Because they have what they call the Billivard now. Mm-hmm. So we go through the tailgates, and the kids are just in awe of everything that's happening with the cooking and the, you know, TVs outside. And so then they got to get their faces painted, and they yep. were getting their picture taken. Somebody drew their picture. They're getting all this free stuff. They're having the time of their lives. And it made me realize, like, when we were kids, we had the best time in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. But none of that existed. It was a much more lowbrow experience. Look like, at like, like, <laughs> It was just watching old men get drunk. Yeah. And eating stuff off a grill. Uh-huh. And maybe throw the football around. No tongs. There were several times where growing up, I would see guys who just like forgot to pack the tongs and just grabbing like burning hot dogs and throwing them into buns. <laughs> like, honestly, like we all know the play is to open the bun and pick up the hot dog with the bun. But at that point, you're not thinking you're just like, I'm just going to uh, uh, index and thumb this hot dog into here and just and it's dropping all over the gravel that's covered in all kinds of fluid. I mean, that's like 40 years of urine. Yeah, man. 40 years. But like I'm watching the kid, my girls and your daughter and I'm, you know. I'm like, oh, man, I remember what. No, I didn't do that. Like, oh, but there have is No, I didn't do that. And I, I'm like, thinking back, I'm like, what? There's like a DJ and like, yeah. you know, like they're handing out like nice hats and stuff like that. <laughs> nice hats. <laughs> Check out the nice hats. No, but like I realized we didn't do anything 
but just watch people get drunk and throw football around. Back in our day. But it was so much fun. Yeah. I had so much fun doing it. All right, so I'll ask you then, Ryan. Uh-huh. What is your best Bills memory of all time? Thank you so much for asking me, and I would, I'm would. i very excited to answer this question. One of my favorite memories, I would say my favorite memory, is uh, being in the parking lot and watching some, I, I can't remember, I, let's just say he's in his 30s at that point, um, completely selling out to try to catch a football that was way <laughs> okay, out of his stop. hands. We got to set this story up better. Go for it. Okay, so it's a preseason game. How old were we? I I, I don't know. So I, I really I'm don't guessing know. I was like eight. You had to be like six because this was a sure. while ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like I can't formulate anything around it other than just the memory. So my dad had an RV that we would take up to Bill's games. We would stay the night before and the night after the games, which mm-hmm. is why this thing was so cool for us on Saturday. Yeah, it again. made it so much better. Like, yeah, it was really tapping into the childhood kind. So it was a late preseason game, so it's after dark, and Ryan and I are throwing a football around in the empty parking lot afterwards. Mm -hmm. And there are these three Canadian guys that come up, and they're hammered drunk. Mm -hmm. Hey, whoa, can we play with the ball, too? And we're like, yeah, okay. That was a good Canadian. They're they're apparently from Newfoundland. Yeah, that's also in Canada. (laughs) So I'm sorry, you take the story from there. So, yeah, dude... Goes runs a go route like he's, he's like going he's going just go gone now, now by the way we're on rock solid pavement triples nine 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 on the center on the center ready break um yeah he goes deep and was it you who threw the ball we were just watching his buddies were playing okay yeah, yeah. his buddies chucked it like 30 40 yards yeah just you know 500 ball just up in the air and dude tries to sell out for it and doesn't catch it and just absolutely smashes his face he, on this this asphalt. He lands directly on his forehead. Like yeah. he must have tripped over his feet because I remember it's one of my most vivid memories as a child. Uh-huh. I watched his forehead bounce off of the pavement. Yeah. Do you remember that? I mean, I, I yeah, I remember him hitting the pavement. I'm like I remember thinking to myself, like it was so horrific, it didn't seem real, so it didn't scare me until I remembered it like 15 years later. Yeah. And I was like, how did that man not die? Right. It literally, his face bounced off the ground. Yeah. That's so, pretty rough. So the guys, I'm sorry, I don't want to take your no, story. No, but no, you him. take over. I, I just remember him selling out for the ball and then missing it and then, you know, eating serious pavement. Okay, so the guys... Give us our ball back. And like, okay, thanks for letting us play. Oh, sorry about that. So we go over to our dad. Now, our dad was a police officer. Sure. And we go, hey, uh, do you remember this part? No. So we go, hey, dad. Uh, and we explained everything that happened. And my dad decides, our dad, uh, we got to go check it out. Make sure he's okay. He's going to go check on him. So we go over there. Two of the guys are holding up. The dude cannot walk. <laughs> He cannot walk. Ryan, he had an egg on the side of his head that was the size of a baseball. That quick? It's gushing blood out of the side of it. Oh, my gosh. He's going full baby Joe Macy. His eyes are, like, off to the side of his head. He can't can't walk. He can't look straight. And our dad is looking at him like, no, you guys need to get him to the hospital. Like, no, no, he's fine. We'll just sleep it off. We'll just wait till we go over the border. It's free over there. (laughs) And our dad is, like, trying to convince these guys, like, no, he needs to, no, no, no. And we never saw them again. That man could have died. He, There's always something to do. <laughs> Can I just point out the side-by-side of the romantic, beautiful day our daughters had versus your favorite Bill's memory of watching a man potentially die in that parking <laughs> lot? Like, fog hats playing in the background. <laughs> just absolute trash. Uh, dude, but I mean, that's what made it fun, you know? I mean, and don't get me wrong. I had wonderful memories of, like, you know, things that were way more PG, you know? Like, the tailgate with all of you know my our dads and our, our parents friends and and all that like you know spending time with like other kids families that would like come over too. we used to tailgate uh 
closely with these Canadian guys and they had families and stuff like there were normal memories, but the psychopath that I am remembers that guy having a complete brain hematoma. Oh no, bro. I got a, I'm the same psychopath because my <laughs> my memory is a similar memory. Is it? What's yours? So same situation. Okay. Bill's preseason game. Okay. We got the RV, all this stuff. People going hard at preseason games. Well, like those were the games that the whole family got to go to yeah. in our family because my dad had six, six season tickets and there's four kids, my mom and my dad. And no, he's not getting money for preseason games. Let's bring the kids. <laughs> Let's check the box on this one, dad of the year. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> So my dad would wear this authentic Jim Kelly jersey to every game. Okay. And my dad, our dad is six foot four. Yep. And for some reason, he thinks he has a resemblance to Jim Kelly. This is pre-Google. <laughs> <laughs> so our dad's seats are front row, end zone, jumbotron side. Yeah. So we're hanging out in there. And for some reason, our dad loves to lie about how important he is. Uh-huh. Just happens. Row one, section 143, thinks that he is just the, has been advised that he is just, you know, he's he's got quite the uh, the Wikipedia page. All right, quick story, quick backstory. Uh, he has said in our presence to people, sincerely, not uh. joking around, that he was on deck when Joe Carter hit the game, uh, <laughs> game-winning home run to win the World Series. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he told people that he played for the Chicago Bears. Special teams. Uh, he's told people that he's won Super Bowls. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so... That night, uh-huh. and again, we're like 10 and 12. Pre-Google. <laughs> There's this family behind us, and for some reason, and I don't remember how it happened, he tells this family that he's Jim Kelly's brother. Sure. That tracks. He's tall. Tall. He's got the jersey Strong on. Strong jawline. <laughs> this is why we got these front row seats. Jim <laughs> Kelly's brother. So, you know, my dad doing the thing where he's just getting all the attention. He's loving it. He's like answering questions about being in Jim Kelly's family. You know, actually, I thought, I, you know, Jim always said that I was a better athlete. <laughs> I think I think me being the better athlete really pushed him to get to the next level. But here's the thing. Like, he does this so often. Like, you know, you and I at that age, we don't even, like, blink about it anymore. Oh, yeah. Right? No, yeah. Until uh-huh. we're walking back to the RV. Mm-hmm. And the game's over. Everyone had a good time. And wouldn't you know it, there's the family that dad said, I'm Jim Kelly's brother. Sure. Do you remember this? No. But I can only imagine it's next to the RV that has a wood burnt sign on the side of it that says the Duffies. Oh, no. That wasn't what happened. Okay. <laughs> They're standing on top of, I think it was a van. Okay. And the dad has a camcorder. And he goes, here he comes. It was our first family Bills game, and we got to hang out with Dan Kelly, oh Jim Kelly. Gosh. He's videotaping our family oh walking towards him. And he's like, I wanted the other wave, Dan, Dan, Dan. And the look on dad's, because he didn't know what to do. Right. You can't come clean now. He's not thinking ahead at You're- that point. <laughs> So uh, he's doing that, and then other people are walking by. Wow, that's Dan Kelly. Wow, he's like he's made a terrible mistake uh-huh. that he cannot make up for at this moment. And I don't know why. It's one of the every time I think of that story, I laugh. Like, why would you do that? Oh, that's what? funny. You had your kids with you at a Bills game. Why did you do that? Hey, man. Uh, you know what? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> times oh god one thing's for sure what's that if you are someone who goes to games a lot you mm-hmm. understand that there's protocol inside the stadium yeah at different points of the game happen fan etiquette yeah for sure okay with that being said we have to talk about something what's that there's a man in front of us and a buddy 
of his during that game is really making me angry. Okay. Because he was doing something he thinks he needed to do. Hmm. But in doing this thing he thought he needed to do, he was making it very clear he didn't know what he was doing. Interesting. We'll get into it, and we'll find out what's making Ryan sad next on Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcasts. thought he had to do this hmm. but in doing what he thought he had to do at a bills game yeah he was making an ass out of himself a little bit okay and it was getting really annoying and it took everything i had not to be like you need you need to stop this right now you need to stop this right now <laughs> so let's go duffalo on the odyssey app where we get your podcast he's ryan duffy hello my name is pat duffy we'll get to that in just a second but it's been three weeks since we've talked to you guys with everything happening in between mm-hmm and a lot of things have happened since that moment. They, you know? Yeah, a lot of things. Okay. Uh, we're going to find out for the first time in almost a month mm. what is making Ryan sad. Well, wasn't the best performance on the field on Sunday, but like we've talked about, it doesn't matter how. It only matters if. I will say, though, there was a moment at the end of the game that made me pretty sad. Mm. Rather sad, I think. Mm-hmm. mainly because you were saying that I was sad. But what was making me sad is that you, Pat Duffy, mm-hmm. co-host of Let's Go Duffalo, mm-hmm. took away my moment to give a father the recognition that I think every father would want. Okay, so tell this story real quick, what we witnessed at the end of the year. So the Bills have won. It's all done. The Bills have won. Everyone's at the 50, shaking their hands. Everyone, you know, great game. See you next season, et cetera, so forth. I turn to my right, and I see a, you know, bright orange Miami Dolphins jersey. And it's not a common Dolphins jersey. No, it's number 26. On the back, it says Ahmed. Ahmed. And I think to myself, that's interesting. It mm-hmm. seems I, I know he's a fringe player. I know he played today, but probably just because Raheem Mostert was out of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I see a woman next to him, and she has a jersey that is also number 26. Okay. Teal, Miami Dolphins jersey. And on yeah. the back, guess what it said? Do you know what it said on the back? It said it's his mom. It's his parents. It's this guy's it's, parents. It said mama. It said parents. It's his parents. They go down on the field. They're, they're, so they have an usher, bring them all the way down. And they're t- they're congratulating their son mm-hmm. on playing uh, apparently his first playoff game ever in an elevated role. And by the way, he was the one who got jacked up yeah, by Tremaine Edmonds. Edmonds. By the way, which happened right in front of us where his parents were too. Yeah, I like in, I was thinking about that on the way here actually, and I was like, oh my god, that was that. And we were like, oh, he's dead. Oh. We did not say he's dead. I no, did not as, say he's absolutely dead. not. Figuratively speaking, of course. After what like, happened, nobody's saying that again. Not a chance. No, that was inappropriate, and I did not say that. But just thinking like. That's going to hurt real bad tomorrow when he's on the plane because <laughs> he's staying over in Buffalo for some reason to hang out with his parents. <laughs> Anywho, so they go down, they so, congratulate their yeah, son. So they go down, they're taking pictures, you know, they're, they're congratulating their son. It was an awesome moment. And, and as their dad, you know, everyone knows getting out of those, that stadium, especially when you're in the lower bowl is just a nightmare. Sure. You got to wait forever. It's like getting off a plane. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Yes. So I have this moment where I'm next to Mr. Ahmed and 
I I kind of like we kind of catch eyes and I like and I like pat him on the back and I'm like, hey, congratulations. That's all I said. Congratulations. Yeah. And he looked at me. He said, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. And I turned back to you with a with a happy face on because one, the Bills just won a playoff sure, game. Sure. We're moving on to the divisional round. Yes. And. I just did a nice thing for a guy. I yes. crossed the barriers of 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 fandom. Uh-huh. And you look at me and you give me this like face. And I'm like, what's the problem? Yep. And you started calling me sad and you started saying, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Dude, that guy and his wife, the, the, but those parents mm-hmm. just watched their son play in the at the pinnacle mm-hmm. of of his profession in an elevated role, mm-hmm. in a very close game that they very easily could have won, that he likely could have ran in the scoring touchdown. Did any of that happen? It didn't, but no, it could have, no, and they got didn't. to see, they got to see it happen. Uh-huh. And I will say, kudos to Bill's Mafia, like everyone that was around them, they were very kind to these people. Granted, they did have an usher just to get them up and down, but like, that they were very, like everyone around them was very cool. Okay. I was not alone in giving them congratulations. Here's why you're a giant dork. Okay. I need, we're, we're, I need honesty right now. Okay. Had you ever heard of that player before Sunday? Absolutely not. No. No. Okay. So it's not like it was someone you were like, oh, wow, that's, I don't even know the guy's name. Tell me the guy's name again. Selvan Ahmed. Okay. That's that's his parents right there. Could you believe that? That's Dan Kelly. I, okay. I'm, I obviously connected the dots because okay. Selvan Ahmed came over and, sure. you know, congrat, talked to Got his it. parents you mean, for a bit. You mean guy you didn't know was a person until you had to Google on the way over Who here. Who cares? What, okay. It doesn't matter. I, that, to me, honestly, means even more. Second thing. What were you congratulating him on? That he, I guess, a series of, I guess I probably should have articulated that more to him. (laughs) Hey, hey, congratulations on watching your son lose a playoff game after you flew your ass all the way to Orchard Park. Enjoy the Adams mark tonight. Please, from the guy who who films his... His daughter scoring goals, yeah, uh, like I all like and like making like montage videos to like the Rocky Four soundtrack. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not enjoy watching my daughter's goals? Of course, no, I do. That's kind of what I feel like. But at the same time, like you can't tell me that like that you wouldn't feel some kind of pride watching your kid. Like you're out of your mind. No, what I'm saying is like here's here's why I was like, don't be that guy. Because you inserted yourself into a family's moment. You are so full of garbage. No, that's what I happened. did nothing like, like no, that at all. Did you hear what you just said to yourself? Said out loud, you're like, you know, hey man, hey man, you know, I saw a father. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't Michael Scott getting into the photo of like, congratulations, us, Ahmed and the Duffies. Yeah, I saw a father. You know what? I let him know. That I was proud of his son, who I didn't know existed that, until you're a, you're a dead three ringer for me. Minutes ago, that's exactly how, three minutes that's ago. Exactly like, how I like, like that guy. Like he was gonna get back to the hotel. He's gonna look at his wife and he goes, "Mama, everything would have went great today if that big old guy behind me would have patted me on the back and said, you know what? Congratulations.' Like who cares? You think that guy remembered that moment? Not ever? in the least. So I'm not. That it I'm not a. Matter. I'm not a complete narcissist like the other half of this podcast. You just told us. You made a father feel good for a guy that you didn't know existed a second ago. You're a, you're a, the biggest moron in the world. I told a story how I was sad that you tried to make something uh, something different than what it was. A person making a, a connection with another person who just watched their son accomplish something awesome. Like if if that was you, let's say you're at the Bill Gray's Iceplex and Stella scores three goals, uh-huh. and some other guy goes over and says, "Hey, congratulations!" You wouldn't be on cloud nine all day. Did you lose? 
<laughs> you're, that, did she lose? That's a you did problem. They, did they lose a playoff game? That's a you problem. Did they lose a playoff game? It's not game? about winning and did losing they, at that point. Oh, shut up. They, they did win. Your... They did win because they got to see their son oh, accomplish shut something. shut up. And by the way, in the NFL, it is about winning or losing at that point. Of course. he's Yeah, and, and who knows what's going to happen. Oh, man, I'm not. No, you're, you, you, when you get into an argument with an idiot, they will pull you in and be, they will bring you down to your, their level and they will beat you with experience. I, you are not going oh, to do that up. to what me. Are you, ben you are absolutely, yeah, that's what Ben Franklin said. Who said it? As he was, I don't know, I just said it. Who knows? I'm sure it's a pretty common phrase. Look, I have three very simple points that I don't need to yell because you're yelling right now. No, no, one's, no one's yelling. Okay. One, you had no idea who that football player was until you saw his parents. Doesn't make a difference. Two, you congratulated a dad on watching his son lose his first ever playoff game And on the also road. watching his son accomplish something awesome. Three, kind of feels like you wanted to insert yourself into a moment of a family that you're never going to see. As again. I was stuck next to a guy to where we were absolutely going nowhere uh -huh. and just gave him a moment of like, hey, congratulations. Hey, congratulations on your That's son. That's awesome. That's really losing. cool. Would you have said congratulations to the Bills lost? Yeah, I, I would you have. lie so hard. No, not a chance. Hey, man. It's bigger than football, man. Shut up! <laughs> Actually, this is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about here. What, you being a dum-dum? Okay, so we're sitting at the game, and I'm in my season tickets, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you're in your season tickets. I'm in my, in the seat, in my I'm, seat. I'm in my season tickets that are completely digital now. This, this is how I know that I hit you in a nerve. And you know I'm right because nah, you won't drop it. You're low hanging fruit. No man, I'm nah, just gonna pot nah. shot you for the rest of the show. Hey man, hey man, yeah, it's all about Boom Bridge and Patria. <laughs> you okay? So Ryan and I were watching the game. Yeah, and so I'm row three. Uh -huh, no big deal. Right on what would you say, like 17 yard line? Would you guess right? Okay. Yeah, 21. So right on the like 20, like two rows over and in the front row. There are these two guys sitting in front of us. Would mm -hmm. you say they're probably between 28 and 32? Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Okay. One of them has his face painted. Mm -hmm. He's in a water buffalo hat. You know, the big tall ones. Yeah, Flintstones. And then he and his buddy are both wearing uh, Reed Ferguson jerseys. Big number 6'9". Yep. And both of the jerseys are autographed. Yep. First of all, wearing an autographed jersey into the game? I mean... That was the least of what was bothering me about these. Guys. I know, man. And that's and I'm just and I'm just adding it okay. on there. All right. So there's so, one. So so the one guy with the painted face. First of all, his face was painted immaculately. It was <laughs> that like, was a professional job, like Sherwin Williams style. I will. I and I got my face painted stupidly <laughs> in the on on one on the on the boulevard. <laughs> After my, <laughs> say real quick, they were doing face painting. You know, your your daughters get you know the Buffalo Bills Mafia, et cetera, so forth. Uh, my Reagan's turn comes up, and the woman's like, "Hey, what do you want?" She goes, "Spider Man." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, really, Spider Man? She loves Spider Man. I mean, give it, you know, I gotta, gotta give it Spider Man, it. man. But then they did it in Bills colors. So I was like, all right, that that's okay. Yeah, because Spider Man is Bills colors. Stupid. Not in the yeah. Okay, fine, fair enough. Yep, go ahead. Do all right. Thing. So this guy in the face paint and the water buffalo hat. Uh huh. Became make noise guy. Yeah. Okay. So on third down. Would, uh, qual qualify make noise guy. All right. So on third down, he would turn around. Uh -huh. He put his foot up on the back of his seat. Uh -huh. And he would look at the crowd with this intense look on his face. The same look every single time. Did not did not deviate from the point that he was looking at. Much like I I hear that place kickers do when they're you know kicking extra points, mm -hmm. or, you know PATs that you just fixate on one area of the crowd and mm -hmm. like that's your focal point. And he's got his hands in the air and he's doing the pose. Who come on? 
Mm-hmm. Come on, let me hear you. Come on. He never talked though. No, he made noise. I did not. I did not see his mouth move. I just saw him turn around with that with that like immaculately painted face and just stare into one area and just do the both hands up. There were points some noise. where he was pointing at people going, let's go. Okay. Let's go. I trust you. All right, you know? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want to be make noise guy mm-hmm. in a natural organic moment. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We all get caught up in the moment. This guy, however, seems like he walked into the game with a plan. Yeah. First off, everyone's there to make noise. We all know when we're supposed to make noise. Third down, first down, second down, fourth down. There's a train There's a train horn when we need noise. We, we all know the train horn. There are things all over the video board that say make noise. Everyone in that stadium was raised on Bill's football. Mm-hmm. You're not breaking news to anyone. Kind of seems like you're trying to make yourself important. And based Hang on, on the conversation, let me just, I just, just got to just gotta check my up. Oh, wait, there's water buffalo. Oh, it's third down. Let's go. Ah! <laughs> second thing that bothered me. I don't like public shame make noise, guys. Because if you want to do the arms while you're looking at the field, God mm-hmm. bless you, you're getting into it. Yeah. The second you turn around and do the arms, I got a problem. Okay. Because we all have personal ways we enjoy games. Yeah. Right? For a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Don't be the guy that tries to change somebody's personal game experience. You know, I'm I'm actually in full full wholehearted agreement with you. Good. I think the um the, everyone fans how they're gonna fan. Don't insert in this, I think is a good life lesson for everybody. Don't tell anybody else how to do what they want, what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm very ritualistic uh, in, in football and in life. Um, don't tell me how to, how to do my, my stuff. Sure. You know, but the thing that bothered me the most. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are my season tickets. Yeah, sure. Right. And I'm there every week and you know, the guy who sits next to me, you were hanging out with him. Yeah. Really okay. nice guy. Yeah. Right. I get along with him. Great. Just a sweetheart. He brings his kids every week. Mm-hmm. Not Skylar. Are you talking about Skyler? No, other side. Oh, okay. guy next to you. That guy. That guy was awesome. Nice guy. If you don't live here, keep to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I live here. This guy lives here. Guy mm-hmm. over here lives here. Yeah. You don't live here. Mind your business. Yeah. Right. If you got season tickets, you have an intimate relationship with the people around you. You have an unspoken bond. And the last thing I want to see is some guy that doesn't live here come down. And do what that guy did. You're just doing an impression of what you think a Bills fan is. And you should be better than that. Yeah, it's a bit tryhard. Come on, man. Did you see his face on fourth down, though? No. When they when the Dolphins were going for that fourth down, that Kaseki incompletion? Yeah. Dude, you know how he how stoic he was on third downs? Yeah. When they went when they lined up going for it on fourth down. <laughs> when he tur- and they were actually gonna go for it too, because remember they lined up on fourth down and then ended up punting? Yes. When they were really lined up going for it on fourth down, I have never seen more whites of eyes in my life out of anything. I've I, I like I the look in that man's face. He was he was not home. Everything about these guys, and maybe it's because I was looking for things to be annoyed by after I a think while. So. I think okay. you were reaching. Every review, they were super negative about. Hmm. Like they come up, no, it's not good, no, no, didn't, no, get it, no, no. So. It got to the point where I couldn't even look one of the guys in the face anymore because I thought I was going to, like, loot. Like, you, you need to stop. You need to stop right now. So the review on the Singletary first down at the end of the game that mm-hmm. won the Bills the game, yeah. right? I'm watching the jumbo trying to see what the deal is because from our vantage point, there was just a massive humanity. We couldn't see where his yeah, knee I, was. Yeah, I, I, I thought he didn't have it. I watched the, the game again, and I, I thought it was pretty clear that he had the forward progress. But at the time, I thought it was a pretty uh, a, a pretty 
lucky Bills bounce. Now, I thought, I thought initially that he didn't get it, and then the Jumbotron came on, and they showed the replay. I go, oh, my God, he's got it. I said to you, he's got it. Oh, yeah. my God, he's got it. Guy, I'm not looking at him, mm-hmm. not talking to him. I hear, he doesn't have it. And I think he didn't get it. He didn't get this it. This is Buffalo guy? He didn't get it. No, it was his other buddy and the other day, the guy next to him. Oh, the okay, other okay. 69. Okay, got it. And, like, I see him out of the corner of my eye. I don't want to deal with it. He's trying to get in my line as so He didn't get it. He didn't, he didn't get it. I don't know if he saw it. And when they overturn, when they confirm the call that he got the first down, mm-hmm. it took every fiber in my body to not climb over those seats, get within an inch of his face, and go, Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! God! Half of this podcast is just utterances and guttural noises. <laughs> First of all, don't throw friendly fire in at that point. Look, that that obviously it. that that obviously sealed the game he for a Bills it. win. He started it. Victory on three or victory on on the on the quarterback. Um yeah, no. For, I I am with you. It's annoying. Don't tell me how to fan. Um but you know, if and I didn't feel infringed upon when he was doing it. It more or less it was just uncanny valley to me because his face looked like that plastic mold that everybody has it like was, that grimacing it face. It was very weird. That like you've seen a thousand times. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about water Buffalo guy? No. Why? What do you got? Because I think you're glossing over something, uh, pretty major from what, that game. What I miss. So obviously the bills are playing against the dolphins. Third string quarterback, Skylar Thompson is, yes. uh, is, is playing the game. Yes. At one point, your dumb moron face starts yelling out, make it be in Mr. Personality and everyone around our section saying, you're lo- you played against a guy named Skyler. Okay, first of all, Skyler's the dumbest name ever. That's not what I said. D- anyone named Skyler? You're gonna play someone named Skyler? Nope. Just really harping on. Let me finish my story. No, well, I want. I want to get my actual quote out. Okay. I said it. no one named Skyler has ever done anything successful in their life. That's way worse than what I was saying. That's why I'm pointing out what. Fair I said. enough. And for some reason, call it fate. You know, God, the cosmos, whatever. Something went off in my head of like, I just felt compelled to say, well, that's only for him on the field. If anyone else around us is named Skyler, you know, it's totally normal. What name. are the odds? What are the odds? That we are sitting. How many Skylers have you met in your life? Uh, Well, now two. <laughs> because? <laughs> because next to you, dude leans over and it took him a minute too. So he clearly waited he, a full 10 minutes. Yeah. He, he waited a full 10 minutes. He rested on that for a little bit. <laughs> I swear to God, any, whoever's listening, you're going to think I'm making this up. He's not. Dude turns over after, like you said, some time has passed. And now it's almost like he was trying to like establish a little bit of rapport because we hadn't talked to him prior to that. No, I was talking to him. A little oh, bit. he was, he was on nice your kid, side. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but no, he was, he was super a nice guy. kid too. He was like in his early 20s. Yeah, super nice kid. Um, And then at some point, as time passes, he goes, just so you know, my name's Skyler. <laughs> And I was like, no way, no way. He dude pulls out, ID. dude pulls out his New York state issued ID. And there it is. <laughs> Skyler. And I remember his last name. I'm not going to say it. Um, but yeah, Skyler pulls out his ID and there it is. There's his face holds it up right, right next to his face. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. What are the odds? Oh, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. So I'm just looking at him dead in his face for like, it felt like 30 seconds. And I go, yeah, every Skyler sucks, but you though, you're going to do great things. If yeah, wear a hat like that, get a free bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good on you though. Come on, am I, right? am I wrong though? 
Maybe one successful Skyler. Well, I mean, I don't know a Skyler that we met at the stadium very well, but he seemed like a very nice guy. Yeah, you could be and nice. the other Skyler I know is also a very nice guy. So I, I have nothing against Skyler. Has he accomplished anything great? Uh, Skyler from Breaking Bad, though, totally sucks. I'm with you there. The girl from Breaking Bad. I didn't. I've never seen Breaking Bad. I know, because you don't do things that are fun. Yeah. Not like patting dads on the back and qualifying Skyler jokes at a Bills game. I'm just saying. It's the biggest game of the season every week from now on. Sure. And this one is going to be a doozy for a thousand different reasons. We get into it. Bills, Bengals next. Let's go Duffalo on the Odyssey app. Rebeach podcast. survival this weekend, man. Yeah. If things go the way they're supposed to go, at least the way they're being predicted. Knees! Knees! Here comes the jungle. We're playing the Bengals. Is that, yeah, my favorite Guns N' Roses song. Here comes the jungle. What? Welcome? To, what? Welcome to the... The jungle. It said they're the, the, the jungle. They're the cats. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. We reach your podcast. Oh, my God. His name is Ryan Duffy. Talk about ending on a solid, strong my note. My name is Pat Duffy. Hey, man. Hey, Axel, play Here Comes the Jungle. Play it. <laughs> Skyler's awesome. Can I just say I've seen Axel Rose in person uh, in concert twice, once with Guns N' Roses, which was subpar, I'll be honest, and then once with ACDC, and he crushed it. Awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. I had such low expectations. We weren't even going to go that day and i was like yeah all right fine let's just go i'm so glad it did top three show of my life great story it was awesome great anyone story. who was at that show at key bank center like like get at me it was awesome get at him get at me wait what do you want me to email you back in 2002 when people said that yeah i hit me on my cybico or potentially my sidekick bills Bengals, three o'clock sunday Woo-hoo! first all right, right off the bat that's weird right that's a three o'clock game yeah three o'clock yeah, okay. So I understand, from what I understand, Fox has both of the primetime games on Saturday and Sunday, which is, also seems like a massive oversight from the NFL. Yeah. How do you not prepare for a potentially great AFC playoff matchup when you have, even going into the season, you know that the Bills and the Chiefs, potentially the Bengals, mm-hmm. maybe the Titans, the Ravens, like those are going to be great playoff matchups that we've seen over and over and over again yeah. in the AFC playoffs. What these teams went through together in Cincy three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The fact that the game was never finished. Yep. The fact that both of these teams are big-time Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have Burrow versus Allen, two of the most popular players in the league, going at each other. Mm-hmm. How is the NFL not kicking themselves going, this is, this is, this is what primetime was designed for? Yeah, it, it, it's pretty surprising. I mean, because the, the, both the AFC games are the early games. That's right? what I'm saying. The, Fox yeah. has both the primetime games, so both the NFC games are the primetime games. And both are CBS? NBC doesn't have a game this week? I don't think so. No, yeah, because now it's down to the final. No. Gotcha. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know either. Bottom I should have but, but, yeah, no, I guess that that is pretty surprising. Because the NFC... Oh, I, I understand putting uh, Giants and Eagles in primetime. But Why? Niners, but Niners Cowboys. Hold on, hold on, let's back up. Divisional game. Niners Cowboys makes more of a primetime. Yeah, sense I guess than, they both have a big draw. Yeah, and you got star Brock Purdy's doing the "Is you the next Tom Brady?" You got Cowboys who everyone loves. Why does anyone want to watch the Giants in primetime? I because it's a divisional game. Okay, who cares? A divisional game in the divisional round. Name that's me, pretty big. Name me four Giants. Go. 
uh, Daniel Jones, Isaiah Hodgins. Okay, uh, nobody other than Bills fans knows who Isaiah Hodgins. Well, is. Well, anyone who's been watching football for the uh, watching the Giants play for the last what five weeks, where he's like the second or third leading receiver, only playing four games. They, Saquon Barkley is their only superstar, and even that's an argument. Yeah, fair. I, I truly, I haven't watched a lot of Giants games this season, just because by the time they they're either playing in the one o'clock and I'm watching the Bills, or I'm you know they're they're not in my. They're not the national games, sure. you know? So, yeah. Or in I mean, my whatever. area. In my area, in my local network. So, as far as what to expect for this game, uh, injury-wise, while we're taping this show, McDermott already yeah. ruled out Micah Hyde for this week. And uh, and uh, Jameson Crowder, too, right? Uh, I don't know if Crowder's been ruled out. I thought I thought I saw him say that neither of them were going to play last week or this week, but okay. I could be wrong. All right. Anywho. Yeah. So, I mean, look, so as far as Micah Hyde goes, if he's going to make a comeback, he's going to have to be in the AFC Championship game. Yep. So, you got to win this one for him. Yep. I would love, and again, maybe you're right about Crowder. I didn't say anything that Crowder's definitely out. Mm. If he comes back, that's a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Huge deal. Yeah. Let's not forget that the Bills were hanging 40 on people until he got hurt. I mean, you can argue causation and uh, correlation, but yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. So Dane Jackson's day-to-day with a knee. Uh, they said he could have gone into the back of the game if they needed him on Sunday. Christian Bedford's ready to go. Uh, Jordan Phillips, I guess, is going to be the only impact player question mark moving forward, but it seems like the big names are ready to roll. So the Bills opened as a three-point favorite when the lines hit on Monday morning. So they're giving them three points because they're at home. Last I saw it was three and a half. It was okay, three and a half no, on draft okay, I was trying to explain. Okay. Ooh, trying to explain. Ooh. I said the Bills opened. Oh, opened. As three-point favorites. Yeah. It has moved to four and a half. Oh, it's four and a half now. Four and a half. Interesting. The Bills are favorites, which means money's on sensing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find interesting because I get why you would watch that Bills game against Miami and go, oh, okay, the Bills are susceptible to, you know, since he struggled with Baltimore. Um, yeah. Who I also mean, was playing with a backup quarterback. And if yeah. it's not for a massive mistake by that backup quarterback, Cincinnati loses that game. I mean... 98-yard touchdown return to win the game? Fumble? That, that, was, that was crazy. Can we talk about that for just a hot second? Sure. <laughs> three years in a row? Or, I'm sorry, two out of the last three years... The Baltimore Ravens are responsible for the the two largest defensive scoring touchdowns allowed. Is that a fact? Yeah. The, it, it, the, well, yeah, because you had the 104 yard house call from from Teron Johnson, Johnson, and you had a 98 oh, yard ninety eight yard. Um, I guess technically it was a fumble recovery. Um, by Sam Hubbard, like. Dude, could you like you can't write that any different? You know what I mean? Because if 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 Tyler Huntley scores there, a completely well, I mean, different look, game. I mean, there was eleven of, minutes of left. Of course, you got but Joe it's, a, but it's a completely different game. You know, you're not playing from behind. But, and even then, they still pulled it out. They would have tied at that point if they they would have had to convert the PAT. Yeah. But um. But yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, absolutely insane turn of events. All right. With all that being said. Do the Bills have what it takes to play for an AFC championship next week? I think they do. I think they do. Why? Because we have seen over and over and over again, and we saw it last week also, Mm -hmm. the Bills can find ways to win. They have the components to win games. Okay. They are battle-tested at this point. All right. 
I think they have what it takes to win the game. Also, too, I'm happy that it's Cincinnati because Why? because obviously everything that happened earlier in the season, I you you're gonna have to play the best teams if you're going to represent your conference. Oh, now they're going to have to play the two best teams unless something happens with Jacksonville, Kansas City, which we'll touch on in a sec. But yeah. you were saying. I, I Obviously, like you have to, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Okay, I hate that. I hate that because that's not true. Because if you are the best in the conference, you don't have to beat the best. You get a bye and then you get the lowest seed and then you get to play the, the second best in the okay, conference. Okay, if you are going to prove that you are the best team, you, you're going to have to fight through some adversity. All right, let's talk about that too. I don't, as long as we have a Super Bowl ring, I don't care that we have to prove we're the best team. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I've been hearing that a lot from Bills fans all week. Like, you know, you know, this will prove that this is a dominant team, which is great if they're able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. I don't need that stress in my life. Yeah. You know, if we would have had the bye and played Jacksonville and then gotten either Cincinnati or Kansas City, would have been fine with that, only playing one of those teams. Totally well, would have been fine with well, that. Well, of course. Okay, then, God, will you just give me anything? Like... All I'm saying is that like you're I'm, awfully saucy tonight. No, I'm. You're. 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 Would you like to call Mr. Ackman and congratulate him again? I probably should. Would, would that we, make you we feel exchange better? numbers? But um. But no. All I'm saying is like I'm happy that there's a because I would I, I I knowing what it will I know that the Bills have what it takes to beat Cincinnati and to beat any team for that matter. I'm happy that they get the opportunity to prove it. Now, would I want them to be playing what the Ravens or like a lower seeded team? Of course. I want them to be favored and oh, but heavily. Then, but then you're not beating the best to be oh the best. God. No, I'm just I'm trying quit. to ask a question. I quit I'm trying to figure show. out. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. I'm happy that it's the Bengals. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think the Bills have what it takes to win. Okay. I know that, um, you know, obviously Joe Burrow is really good and their offense is really good. But with Jonah Williams's uh, injury, dislocated kneecap, and he's questionable. Well, I mean, look, it's the playoffs, man. You go. Sure. Um, and I know Ter- or, uh, um, uh, Taron Armstead, the um, tackle for the Dolphins, like he's been riddled with injuries and he fought through it. Um, right, so let's talk about that. First of all, uh, home field is big. This is huge for the Bills. And he brought up the offensive lineman situation since he could be without three starting O-linemen, mm-hmm. which is hard to do when you're playing at home. Throw in the noise at that stadium yeah. with three non-starting offensive linemen, that's a borderline impossible task. Yeah. Because not only are you running on silent counts, you're trying to communicate change while the place is going crazy. Yeah. Right? Paint face guys, letting everyone know what they should be doing. It's third down. But the thing that gives me the most calm, mm. the Bills have played their best games against the toughest competition all yeah. season long. Yeah, right? for sure. Wins over Tennessee when they weren't injured. Kansas City on the road. Baltimore on the road. Two or three out against Miami. Their three losses this season are by a combined eight points. Mm-hmm. You had no losses of more than three. By the way, I would uh, real quick, I would like you to apologize for laughing at me when I said the Dolphins were frauds. How I'm it? sorry, not the Dolphins. The Vikings, the Vikings were frauds. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. No, no, that's because I, I, I have the audio. I can go find it. Where even after the Bills lost, I said, these Vikings are frauds. No, what do you have to do? What do you got to do? I mean, look, what do you got to do? What's hey, interesting? What's, yeah, no, I mean, hand up. You know, I, I was I was wrong there. Um, I do find it really funny. Like, they were like 11-0 in one-score games this season. Like, if that's not the definition of football house of cards, like, yeah. I don't know what is. But, I mean, look, we just said it, though, here. I mean, the Bills have been finding ways to win. You know, finding ways to win is the good way of saying you're not losing close games you could lose. 
Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you said it yourself a second ago. The Bills could have lost that game against Miami last week. Yeah. They could have lost that game against Detroit. They could have, I mean, Browns maybe not, but I mean, I can keep... Could have lost it against the Ravens. Could have lost the uh, the the second one at home against the, uh, against the Dolphins. Like, yeah, pick your poison, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So with all that being said, like, you know, we sit here and we go, the Vikings are fraud because they were 11-0 in one-score games, but we like the Bills because they're battle-tested and they find ways to win. Yeah. I mean, What's the difference? Yeah, fair enough, I guess. I don't know. I'm a Bills fan. That's okay. the difference. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, I like the bang, the Bengals coming to Buffalo. Um, I don't know what the Bengals record is on the road, but they I know they are six and three, if I'm not mistaken. Six and three. Okay, they, so pretty they impressive. Four losses, right? Because they only had a single loss at home opening yeah, day they're to 12 the and four, Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, 12 and four. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm happy about that. And, and all things considered... I think we know what we're getting out of the Bengals. I'm I'm fortunate. I'm rather I'm happy that we're not playing Jacksonville in the divisional round because I feel like I know they won the division. Mm-hmm. I know that you know they're they're the four seed, but I feel like they're playing with with a little bit. They're in bonus time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I I I think that Cincinnati is enough of a strong team where where you know what you're going to get. I'm sure they're going to throw some stuff in mm-hmm. and and you know a little bit of trickery and mix things up. Yeah. But I feel like they're going to stick to a script and do what they do best as opposed to a team like Jacksonville that is really like I said on on extra time and just really going to just shock the world play with complete you're, reckless abandon. You're telling me you would rather play the defending AFC champions than the Cincinnati Bengals in the divisional round. Or, I'm sorry. Then the Jackson. You, 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 I, I would, would rather, I would play, rather Jacksonville, play. Or you rather play the Bengals than Jacksonville right this week. Yeah, for sure. You're out of your mind. No, I'm not. You are absolutely not. Think about mind. Think about big brain for a moment. Think about it. Oh, if the, if the uh, Ravens would have beaten the, um, the Bengals. Bengals. Thank you. The Ravens would be going on the road yes. and playing the, the, the chiefs. Yeah. Do you think even for a moment that the Bengals or I'm sorry, that the Ravens would have been able to beat the chiefs in arrowhead? No, 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 especially not, not with a, a chance, not going to happen. No chance. Not gonna happen. So if we play Jacksonville, which is a, I know they're, a, I'm speaking in the abstract, but a wild card team, you know what I mean? Like I know they're a divisional winner, but they're, they're just a little bit mavericky. Sure. I don't, I, I would rather play a team that we know heads up is just a good team and we know what to expect out of them. They're mm-hmm. not going to deviate too much mm-hmm. than a complete wild card team. And I think that I think that there is a strong chance okay. that I'm probably going to they're probably going to get blown out. I'm going to look like a moron. <laughs> but I think that there is a chance that the Jacksonville Jaguars shock the world and beat the the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Okay. I really do believe that. I, and if that's the case and the Bills win against the Bengals, we've got an AFC championship game in Orchard Park and I'm going and I'm buying the Bills Mafia house. Okay, but you also just said you're scared of the Jags. Of course, I'm scared of any team. I'm scared of any team at this point. Okay. I really truly am. But if I have to choose who I want to play at this point, I'd rather play the Bengals right now than the Chiefs in Atlanta. Uh yeah, no, I agree with that. Look, uh, no, okay, let me back it up again. I agree with you that the Jags can beat Kansas City this weekend. Okay. But not because the Jags are some, you know, wild card crazy amazing team. Beca- I don't think they're amazing. Well, but- I mean, you said you want to play them in the Bengals. Yes. You, okay, or rather play the Bengals in them. I think that the Chiefs are massively flawed this season. 
Okay. I think that it's been covered up for exactly the reasons we've been talking. I mean, they went to overtime with Houston. You had close games twice against Denver. You had close games against the Chargers, who, how are they so bad? I don't understand that at the all. Chargers seem to have their their number for, for whatever reason. And I, I get that it's divisional. Lost on the road to, to the bank. Or yeah. you mentioned that, right? uh, and, and the Colts. You lost and to, the lost to the Colts. I mean, look, I, mean, up, yeah. I, look I get that it's any given Sunday, whatever. Yeah, but the course. amount of poor teams that they played poorly against mm-hmm. Kansas City this season... I mean, it kind of rolls into a game like this with Jacksonville where you don't take them seriously and they beat you. That being said, Jacksonville's the weakest of the teams left. I'd rather play Jacksonville than Kansas City. I'd rather play Jacksonville than uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. Hell, I would have rather played Jacksonville than if Tennessee had somehow managed to sneak in with Tannehill playing quarterback. Give me Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a lovely opinion of yours. Okay. Here's, why, here's how I'm saying it's going to play out. Bills obviously play the Bengals this week. Bills are going to win in a close game. Okay. After that, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 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 are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going to have an AFC Championship game in Buffalo, and it's going to be revenge season for last. We're going year. hunting for Jags. Wait, okay, I don't think anybody. Oh, like, I rem- oh, who I remembers know, it? I know we- everybody remembers it. Oh. Everybody on this roster remembers them dropping a six to nine barn burner. Okay, hold on. In was it in 11? Duval, was maybe it, it was eleven. It was just a. So uh, I remember the wrong score. <laughs> <laughs> a very low scoring uh, field goal laden affair. And it's going to be Revenge if you City talk about, on their way to the Super Bowl. If you want to talk about revenge from last year, talk about the Titans. You talk about the Chiefs. Which we stopped earlier in the season. No, which we beat do it in earlier playoffs, in the season. But you got to do it in the playoffs. Okay, great. Awesome. We're going to to bring the full, uh, you know, earlier in the season uh, situation with the Bengals full circle. And we're going to win this week. And then we're going to play the Jags at home the week after that for the AFC Championship game. And we're going to beat them there. That's what's happening here. All right. You heard it here you first. You heard it here first. I never make predictions, and you always give me garbage. Okay. But like, oh, maybe you're just going to have to watch the game. That's my take. That's what's going to happen, and I know it's going to happen because I already asked Reagan, and she's never wrong, and uh, she said that that's what's going to happen. Reagan, your daughter. Reagan, yeah, my three-year-old, yeah. All right. So go to your three-year-old. Yep. Bills, Jags, next week at home for the AFC Championship game. You laugh, but she called the Jags loss last season. She called the Jets loss this season. I'm not season, saying she's wrong. And she called the Vikings loss So wait a minute. Season. You just lied to me then. It's not even your prediction. It's your three-year-old daughter's prediction. Everyone's got their muse. If I was a gambling man, I'd be so rich right now betting on my three-year-old's opinion. Yeah, I would. Ideally... We have a show next week where we're talking about another game. Yep. Fingers crossed. Buckle up. Survive in advance. Hold on for dear life. We'll see you there. His name's Ryan Duffy. My name's Pat Duffy. It's Let's Go Duffalo. Download, subscribe, tell your friends, all the stars. We would love you forever. And before we get out of here, one more thing. Go Bills! Go Bills!